What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. I'm back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Like and we like always I always do at this time, I gotta give shout-outs to my brother to the right, my dog, my homie. Girl, scream like I'm Pete. Pete. What do do? Chilling. Chilling, chilling. Another day, another dollar, another podcast. I'm in the building, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. money. What's going on, America? We in the building, though. DJ Playboy and boy Keith back again for another week. How you been, brother? How life been? Life has been good, man. You know the usual. Tabo ho. Kickboxing. <laughs> to <laughs> book reading. Nice. Yeah, man. It's, just, it's been cool. What you reading now? Uh, Invisible Man by, what's this dude's name? Ralph Ellison. Nice, nice, nice. Get your read on, America. I got I to gotta pick up another book. It's been a minute, man. Shit, what's going on with me, man? Life's life, life's good. Can't complain. Daughter's doing good in school. About to do the little parent-teacher conference. You know what I mean? Picture day coming up. <laughs> How many parent-teachers conferences have you had so far? Um, This is her first. Her, this is a dual school, so this is her first semester in the school. So I haven't, okay. I haven't been to one in this school, but I've been to, uh in her previous school, I've been to two. You be rocking the slacks and the Oxford shirts to uh, and Rockport shoes to, <laughs> to the parent teachers. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's um definitely a casual affair, and uh, a lot of a lot of you're doing a great job. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that Patrice O'Neill joke when somebody asked him, uh, say, "Oh, are your dogs happy?" And then he's like, "Man, this nigga racist. I can't tell if he's racist." <laughs> Ask me if my dogs are happy. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> so it was like one of those deals. They're like, "Man, what?" <laughs> they're like, you're doing a great job, you know. <laughs> Kids not coming to school with her clothes on backwards. <laughs> Spider webs in her hair. I'm like, you're doing all awesome. like she talks very well. Good job. I didn't see that coming. You're like, what? I will sue her, but I have no good grounds yet. <laughs> no, I can't complain. Um look, my dog passed away this week. That sucks. Not to bring down the mood, but yeah. That 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 uh was part of this week, but that's you know the good thing about life, and I guess keeping your your mental health in a good space is you're able to roll with the punches, so to speak. Like you know, I mean, you deal with it. You uh, life happens, but it, it doesn't destroy you. It doesn't break you down. Yeah, definitely. I had a dog pass away. It it brought me down, man. It shook my life up. Uh, but I know this is the second time you had a dog pass away. Does it get any easier? Was it the same process? Nah, it, was, it, it actually. Was surprisingly um, a little more emotional than I thought I'd be because I never, I didn't really even get along with that dog at first, and then you know I, mm-hmm. I kind of inherited it, and then you know, but we we built, we got closer after my other dog passed away um, earlier this year, and um, it was no, no, it, it was easier in a sense of what to do when something happened, like you know, just all right, well, you know, what I mean, what to do with the body and take it to the spot to get it, you know, what I mean, cremated. It wasn't like a you know a Google search at that point, but no, I don't think it ever gets easier. Um, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I, that, the first time it only happened to me once, but that you know the Google searching is is tough and shit. You be all sad and shit. Be like uh, Google, t- tell me how do I? You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's no. Nah, this I know what you mean. Your first yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Like, it's weird. <laughs> you like, damn, Google. What the, nah, I say what I'm looking for, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got to be fighting with Google in your time of grief. But then, like, it, it's, it's weird because at the same time, you got an animal corpse in your space. Yeah, then, exactly. Like, yeah, you can't like yeah. I'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. Like, um, no, nah, it is what it is, though. You know what I mean? I I think, but you but you talk about people going through it the first time. Some people say they'll never get another pet after it happens to them. You know what I mean? And I've heard yeah, you know, people yeah. say I, I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think I've always had an understanding of when you have a pet, there's a not to sound uh, grim or anything, but the best case scenario was that you outlive the animal, not the animal outlives you, <laughs> so to speak. Right, so right. I mean, the, you you kind of come to terms with that you're gonna have to put this animal to rest, and um, so it is like I said, some families get a dog for the purpose of teaching kids about the circle of life. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can see, I can see how that's, um, uh, <laughs> I can see how that, yeah, how that works in that sense. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I agree yeah. with it, but <laughs> to your point of it like, you thing, knowing but. that, <laughs> right, right. The point of the point of you knowing, um, you know, expecting you yourself to outlive your dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. 
some people get it for that. I mean, you didn't get it for that reason, I don't think, but no, no, I mean, some people do just as far as like, it ain't that, it's not all that out of left field to say, well, you know, I, I kind of knew that this is going to happen and shit like that. To, to your point, you know, like I'm not going to make it like I was, was going to make a bad Michael Vick joke, but uh, to your point of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't try it. <laughs> my, <laughs> you might never recover from that shit. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter's dealt with three passings of a dog, you know what I'm saying, already in her life. And she so she mm. understands the 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 concept. I, I mean, as much as a five year old could of of death. You right. know what I mean, so um. But yeah, no. To, to your point, the parents are able to teach family lessons uh, through that. But it sucks, you know what I mean, if your dog gets sick and um seeing them in their last days and stuff like that. But um, I think when I got the dog originally, uh, you know, I didn't know what came with it. I didn't know the response because because this is my second dog. Like I said, I inherited it and I had I had a dog previously. But when I bought my first dog, I didn't know the the responsibility of the cold winter days in the northeast where you'd have to go still walk that dog you know what i mean and go outside yeah. on the the nights when you come home and you don't you're tired you gotta still go outside and having to feed them and like oh damn i didn't i don't i, th- I ran out of food this morning i forgot to stop at the supermarket let me go to the 24-hour spot you know what i mean so it's um now i do understand it i'm fully aware of it along with the financial um task of keeping them um healthy uh you know what i mean taking them right. to the vet and everything like that so just knowing that i think um I'll go into my next uh, pet, f- fully aware of everything. I think that comes with it, and, and and be better prepared for it before before making that purchase. Well, I don't think everyone, yeah, I, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know what comes with it. You know what I mean? So, I think that's part of the fun of it, though. Like knowing, I think. Uh, so, like right now, you know, I let me see. My dog passed away in two thousand, like summer two thousand seventeen. So over two years now, and. I still haven't gotten a dog. I, I would like to get one, but it's a matter of like when I think back to the training and all, and all this different type of shit. Like, I'm like, damn, can I take that time again? You know, so I, I did it, and in, in fact, it'll probably be easier for me at this point. But just mentally, when you paint that picture of having to train a dog and all that shit, like the initial training, for some reason, it seemed like seems like such a tall task that I'm like, damn, I don't know if I want to get into that right now. And as you get older, you get more expensive furniture and, you know, carpets and things well, like that. And- <laughs> definitely. Because he, he bit up a lot of my shit. But looking back, a lot of that shit I threw away and I was probably going to throw away anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, no. To, to that point, though, I, I want to be like a homeowner with enough space. You know what I mean? That that Right. Yeah. Where the dog has his section. Exactly. And like, even if you step out, like, he has enough room to at least pace up and down. And, and he doesn't have to be near your nice stuff. Exactly. Whereas exactly. if you're in an apartment, he has to be around your nice stuff unless you're gonna lock him in a bathroom. <laughs> Don't be a hood dog owner doing that. You were. But um I had a, I had a gate, like I had a gate that separated from one half of my apartment to the other half. You know what I mean? Just so because right. I'm not you know what I mean I had little dogs too, so they you would go under the bed and stuff like that. But I'm not that I would like I don't know if it's a cultural thing because I'm black. I'm not with the sleeping with the dog thing. Like that's not mm. <laughs> that's not what I'm with. So uh, my dogs really didn't even have to enter that other part of the apartment. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but grief is a weird thing. If not even to get like into a a, a therapy session, but grief is a weird thing because I part of grief, so, like I, I was going through it was like you know guilt and 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 then you know like sadness and it was it's just like this weird like and I think I might have even said it in a text to you and you made a joke about it, but like it was kind of like a weight off your shoulder of being a pet owner and then you feel guilty about that. Like, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I don't have to. Yo, so, but, ha- you know, you know, certain certain sentences don't come through on text the same. So you texted some shit like, well, uh, you know, something like one less thing to worry about or some shit like that. Or like one less stress so I don't got a walker in the morning. I'm like, yo, did you, did you whack your pet? <laughs> but nah, it didn't come said, through. Oh, well, they got shit to do. <laughs> Ain't got shit to do at night no more. I said, cause I was like, damn. Well, I don't know how you read it, but with my my text, like when I said it and I typed it in my head, I was like, well, you know, damn man, that's that's terrible. And then you type, you pretty much typed the way I read it was like, welp, <laughs> welp. Uh, I can sleep in tomorrow. Nah, nah. The exact text, and this is out of context. I don't feel like reading our whole conversation, <laughs> but the text that I think you're referring to was. You said you spent most of your adult life as a dog owner, 
And I was like, my response to that was free now, I guess. Always had to <laughs> get home to walk them and feed them. And now no, that I'm reading it out loud. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Like, this is how that started. After, I, uh, uh, after you wrote free now, I stopped reading now. I was just like, what? <laughs> Did you put the hit out on a dog? <laughs> now you can, now that Michael Vick joke would be a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> Nah, but even so, like, um, like everything, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's not how I thought it would just come over. But, like, you know, you even respect the you going through the grief process. You know, like, I, I don't know what everyone does. I don't know. Some people just when their dog passes away, they throw it in the dumpster or some shit like that. Like, I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't just find, like, put it in the garbage I, can I, and then it's not. I call the city. I, is that what you're referring to? I, I lost my dog in the city of New York. I call the city and they're like, yeah, uh, you package it a certain way. And then you could put it in like a local dumpster. I'm like, what? I started, <laughs> I started getting emotional at the, at like the, like the, the city operator. has a customer service hotline. Yeah, the operator. I'm just like, uh, sir, uh, it says it. And they're super official. Like what they have in New York City is like a customer service hotline. You call it and then they tell you like whatever regulation you want to know about. Like, oh, is school closed today or whatever it is. And they get it from city resources. So I'm like, you know, my pet died. What do I do? So, well, sir, uh, it says here in the animal control something. So you could put it in a dumpster as long as it's packaged in such a way and sealed and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what, ma'am? You don't know Brian. He was a good dog. He's like, sir, sir. Yeah, man. It was crazy, though. Yeah, I had to figure yeah, it out. I had to go to like an animal hospital and they, they uh, you know, did their thing or whatever. But yeah, man, that grieving shit is crazy. I never went through like deep grieving where, I, where like I lost a close family member or something like that. But uh, the closest thing I've gotten to it is a pet dying and also having a bad breakup and yeah. uh, just going through it. Like there's a, like for instance, a breakup, like, I don't know, I guess it's denial and all this stuff. I'm like, man, that bitch was a nothing anyway. Then I went through the phase, like, the next morning, I'd be crying, but like, why she do that for? She, why she don't want me? Like, the Will Smith shit on the Fresh Prince. Like, why she don't want me? I'm like, look at me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not worth shit. I'm never going to have a girlfriend again. But, yeah, man, that grief shit is crazy. Yo, these are real things that I said to nobody. It was just me in my apartment, and thank God I lived alone. So I was able to go through them stages and not embarrassing myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just Talking me. out loud and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was just Na- me. Neighbors here, like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> who is he calling bitch over there knocking on my door? You everything all right? Who else is in there? I'm like, nobody. <laughs> Nobody's just... <laughs> yeah, man, that grieving stuff is it's crazy, man. I mean... God forbid that day, you know, that when I finally, when I have to do that, some deep grieving, you know, I don't know what that's going to be like, but the little bit that I've done so far in my young life, man, that shit sucked. But I'm yeah. glad to have gotten through it. Exactly, exactly. But, um, no, it's, it's good to have a good circle, people around you, and uh, alcohol <laughs> always helps. <laughs> so, yeah. You are- Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I intentionally try to avoid alcohol because I was just afraid of not- I don't know. I was just afraid of where the alcohol was going to take me. Mm, not me. <laughs> He's like, not me, nigga. I'm Jack Daniels every goddamn day. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> what's uh, what's going on in America, man? You, you uh, keeping up with these debates? I, I didn't catch the last one. You was able to catch it? Uh, I watched the first half of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was not even the first half. Uh, I watched the first maybe quarter of it. Like uninterrupted, but then I started scrolling Instagram for the second quarter. Then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna turn this shit off and go to bed. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's just a, it's the same thing. It's the same thing every time. You know, somebody, you know, moderators try to draw some dis- some differences between the people. And people's talking about the Med- Medicare for all thing, and but this time instead of attacking Joe Biden, they attacking Elizabeth Warren. So well, she's the front. She's I mean, uh, she's the front runner now, right? Yeah, she. I mean, that that could be argued, but yeah, she, she, she. What can't be argued is that she's the fastest riser. Like she's to where she came from to where she is now. I think she was probably at the beginning of the year. She was polling below Kamala Harris. Mm. Kamala Harris is at where she at. I think she just tied with like saw some headline, and I just read headlines, so I didn't look into the facts. But like she's tied with Tulsi Gabbard, and if you're asking who that is exactly, <laughs> like she's tied with her. 
And uh, Kamala's tied with yeah, Kamala's sure. tied with Tulsi. According to a headline in like the Hill or something like that. Mm. But she's not far from Tulsi Gabbard. Let's say Tulsi Gabbard is like a three percent or something like that. Kamala Harris might be at like five percent. Got you. I don't know what today where they at, but they're not. The point is, is that Kamala Harris, you might have at least heard the name Tulsi Gabbard. You may have heard the name, especially this week, because they're saying that Hillary Clinton said that she's potentially a Russian asset or something like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Basically, Hillary Clinton did some some interview, and she said, "Yeah, I think the Russians." Like a a particular candidate, without saying the name, and that's what and she, then that, like that's what she was inferring. That's what people say. She didn't. Hillary Clinton hasn't commented on exactly what she was referring to. Uh-huh. But then, like some people on Twitter was like, "Oh, she's talking about Tulsi, y'all." And then one of Hillary Clinton's spokespeople was like, "You know, if it quacks like a duck, it walks like a duck. So damn duck, like some shit like that. Like if the shoe fits or whatever. Like one of those joints being cute, but saying, yep, yeah, I mean that's pretty much who she was talking about.' What uh, what about Tulsi makes her a Russian asset because she's pretty? I'm not sure, but I think that's the pretty chick. Right? She's pretty. Is that the pretty? That's not the pretty <laughs> chick. <laughs> yeah, I mean she she's young. Yeah, she's yeah she's pretty. Where's she from? She's, Is she um, from Hawaii? 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 That chick? Yeah, I think she's like uh, Indian and Hawaiian, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Her 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 um <laughs> her background or whatever, like her parents or something, like half Indian, you know, half indigenous peoples from Hawaii. And oh uh, yeah, what man. Makes her this, Russian uh, what about her makes her I Russian? Don't know. I I guess she's I don't know if Russia's reached out to like I said, I didn't read the story, but I know she has made statements in the past where um made her like sympath she was like sympathetic to I think the like the Syrian president or something like that. And this dude who's who's like, you know, people say he's like done genocide and shit like that to people. Mm. Mm. And she's, you know, mm. like she essentially talked about this guy the way that Donald Trump talked about Putin. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, we've done bad things too, right? Yeah, he killed people up, whacked people or whatever, but it's got that kind of thing. So people are saying that, you know, like Russians put out ads that that helps her out, shit like that. Oh damn! Yeah. All right, y'all. <laughs> damn. All right. And um, yeah, but you you haven't been watching the debates. You you waiting? For I the missed finals? this last one. I've been keeping up with him. I, like I, I I know you were making some Cory Booker jokes the other day. Um, how he's kind of corny, but he got Rosario Dawson. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And, yeah um, man. Cory no, Booker. I've seen the article. Kids yet, but he makes the ultimate at dad jokes. <laughs> I seen um, an article where she was like, she was just speaking on her relationship, and she was like, she's in love with him, even though he's not smooth. And I was like, damn, nigga, That's what's hey, up, man. hey, whatever, <laughs> more power to you, brother. Shoot. Yeah, man, uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> he got no game, but I love him. <laughs> does he? Does he live? You think he lives? Lives in the hood? Like, like all the time? <laughs> like he brings her he over to he the does, hood. That's- that's his big claim to fame. Like I live a block away. There was a shooting at the end of my block or something like that. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I guess he does, but I, I want to. I don't know. I feel as if that there should be a caveat put on it. Like for instance, if right now some congressperson from New York that lives in Bed Stuy was to come out and be like, "Well, you know, I, I live on the same block where Biggie sold crack," but then you go to their crib, they got some decked out brownstone or something like that. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's. Corey Booker said he Booker said he moved into the projects. Maybe, I, but you know, I give him that. I, mean, I would, you know, if anything, you could say that he probably lives closer to the hood than any presidential candidate may maybe ever has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. No, no, I, I meant. Do you think he spends all his time there? Like, is he does he like? I don't know if it's like a it's a crib. You like know, he, every a, once in a while for a photo op, like he stops if he, by. If he, if you were like how the, what, what was that uh what's that video series that used to come out with all the hip hop dudes um smack shit. dvd smack yeah you like if he does some smack shit or he pulls out all his cars and goes to the middle of some projects in Newark <laughs> or something like that <laughs> giving pounds to people giving pounds to, to to random people walking by is really rehearsed but they try to make it look organic like yeah man that's my man uh, you came up with him uh not, yeah, I could see him. But I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, he he was on the Jesus and Mero show, show on Showtime, and I think they was in the hood. 
I believe he 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 knows his way around the hood. I mean, he was the mayor of Newark, so I don't mm. know that he spends a bunch of time there because he has to spend mad time in Washington. Well, now that he's running for president around the country, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to try to take that no, away no, from I, him. I mean, he he grew up in the suburbs and he moved to Newark, so got to get a man credit for that. <laughs> now, and I noticed the what this was like what the, the the third or fourth debate. Does Fox News have a Democratic debate? Do they ever host one? Nah, I think the early on in the process, the Democratic National Committee was like, nah, we we not banging with Fox. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I was like, yeah, I never seen. I don't. They they barely ever do anything pro Democrat anyway. I, I just didn't yeah, I mean, Fox News wanted to. Well, Fox News has a certain demo, like a, a, a certain viewership. But um, I think they asked like, "Yo, can we, can we get down with y'all in the Democratic National Committee?" It's like, "Nah, no way." Yeah, because it feels like they tried. No. They, they would just try to ask him some questions about it, make him look stupid, rather than. Well, that's that's how the DNC looked at it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they would try to, the way they would spin it or ask some questions to to completely throw people off, shit like that. Um, but some a couple candidates, especially those who are trying to make an appeal to like middle America, they're like, we should have we should have wrote them at least do one. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. if we could get to pick the the moderators or something like that, we should have let Fox do it instead of shutting them out. Because I don't even think it was a matter of oh well maybe I just think they said nah, we're not banging mm-hmm. with Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't even. I'm not sure to what degree they even tried to negotiate. They um yeah yeah just to prove that they could hold their own. You know what I mean? Just to, just to yeah, show, I mean, like, and, yeah, and you, even beyond not, that, to, to show out. that, right, and that, I mean, yeah, to be tested, and the presumption is that ABC or CNN or NBC, they have competent moderators that could ask tough questions, but just to show that you're not just trying to appeal to one side of the country, you know what I'm yeah. saying, especially not everybody feels good, not every Democrat feels great about having super liberal people you know, so prominent. Not every Democrat likes AOC. Uh, I like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Not every Democrat likes Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. On the other end, no, not every Democrat likes Joe Biden or, or um, Pete Buttigieg. So at least so yeah. that you show that, well, yeah, we're trying to reach out to a different, to a demographic that maybe not everyone realizes that we're trying to reach out to. And that's why they should have done Fox. Okay. Okay. We're switching gears here, staying in uh, world news. Your man LeBron done, done, <laughs> done, done did it. Done, done did it, man. My man tried to, you know, just, just, just going to China just to play a basketball game, bro. That's what he do. You know what I mean? I wanted him to shut up right. and dribble, right? <laughs> I mean, like I ain't gonna shut up, but I'm a damn sure come and dribble this basketball. It's China, baby. That's where this money's at. And all of a sudden, he gets caught up in the whirlwind of Daryl Morey's controversial free Hong Kong tweet. Right, and then you know, he I, I, from what I heard, I think the tweet went out when he was, or the news of it broke out while the Lakers were flying over there. You know what I mean? Right. So they landed to that. They landed in that, so to speak. Um, and uh, LeBron, you know, he took a little bit of time. I think even the Chinese government they didn't really um allow press conferences before the games that they play with the Nets, and um, he, I, I think when he came back or or, or when they were leaving. Um, China. They he was asked about how he, he feels about the whole uh, controversy that Daryl Morey's tweet has caused because it's it's caused a stir in China. Chinese government was not happy about it. They were canceling NBA events. So they asked LeBron, or how do you feel that you know about his tweets? What how, it's affected your guy? The bottom line here: so, like, it, some events were canceled, things um, agreements were were broken. Um, how do you feel about that? And um, LeBron's quote, I'll, I'll read it here, was that. Uh, let me see. Nah, get my glasses on. <laughs> I believe Maury wasn't put my glasses on. <laughs> put my reading glasses on. <laughs> and, um, in terms of the tweet, he's like, there are times where there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others and only thinking about yourself. I believe Maury wasn't educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke. And so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, Which is... <laughs> Spiritually, yeah. and then he went on to and then he went on to the whole like Daryl Morey's like he's uneducated on the issue and all that type of shit. That's insane to me. I don't know, like, and LeBron had time to think about it, and that's what he came up with. 
That's insane to me. Like that. Like let's back up a little bit. That with Daryl Moore, Daryl Moore made that tweet said free Hong Kong. Why mm-hmm. free Hong Kong? Because Hong Kong was was ruled by the British, and British said China, you want this? And China said, all right, we'll take it. And say, yo, Hong Kong, don't worry, we take good care of you. Uh, you get to continue doing your own thing. You'll follow some of our national laws, but for the most part, like you'll be doing your own thing. But recently, China said, you know what, China, uh, Hong Kong, you remember what we said, you know, a couple decades, a few decades ago, where we said, you know, you could continue doing your own thing. Those was jokes. <laughs> Those was jo- I was just fooling y'all. <laughs> I was just fooling y'all. And so your prisoners, like when they, you know, if they got to assert, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, like go to trial and shit like that. They got to come to Beijing. Hong Kong said, yo, what happened to our deal? Not like we want to be like, we'll, I don't know, pay taxes, whatever you want to do. But like, we got our own thing going on here. Like, let us do our thing. And you know, to to protest in the name of freedom and free speech and all the rights that Hong Kongers enjoy, they start protesting. And China sent sent they law enforcement there. One dude even came through, put the hammer to a dude's shoulder and just shot him. Period. Like that's it. Like the dude was unarmed. And now that's just one example of what the the police and and the Chinese police in Hong Kong are doing. Mm-hmm. And Darren Mori just put you know, three words, free Hong Kong. What education do you need to understand that? Being an American and mm-hmm. enjoying the Democracy. freedoms that Americans enjoy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see how LeBron, you don't have to agree with that or you don't, you could say something like, you know, maybe we should take it easy on commenting on foreign, foreign policy or whatever. Let's say he said that. It would have been goofy, but it was, you know, it's like, yeah, we get it. Like, maybe stay in your lane, but to the point of somebody telling him just shut up and dribble, you're telling Daryl Morey just shut up and I don't know, <laughs> shut GM. up and don't, I don't know, shut up and don't, shut up and don't dribble, like some shit like that. Yeah, pretty much. Nah, and um, what what I will say with LeBron, like whatever he he should have said no comment, you know what I mean, and then released a yeah. statement that his publicist puts out, like you're you're because you're a business and. The reason I think his uh, comment sounded so jumbled or or, or kind of uh, I, I, people say that he put his foot in his mouth, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's because he had to protect his bottom line while still making a, a comment. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, popular culture is, you know, like he, he was actually featured on South Park this week. They, they made fun of it with Cartman um, saying the same exact thing that LeBron said. Um, and everyone has jokes. Everyone has something to say. But. It's like LeBron was caught in the middle. He makes a lot of money in China. You know what I mean? He did what Toyota would do if there was a recall. He did what, you know what I mean, Reebok would do if there was a recall on their sneakers or something like that. He, he came out and made a statement. He just made the wrong statement <laughs> and should, shouldn't have been the one making the statement in the first place. You know what I mean? Like I know Le- LeBron is media trained, and I know that he probably learns and he's effective at it as far as it being clear in his messaging. And it sounded... His initial message sounded clear, even though it's, uh, it can be argued whether if that's what he meant to say. But it was like, yo, Daryl Morey, essentially in short, he was saying, yo, Daryl Morey's being a goofball. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He shouldn't have commented on this. It had ramifications. It's freedom of speech, but not necessarily in the workplace. And that's the setting in which Daryl Morey was talking. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Like, that's what he said. But it's inconsistent with what we know about LeBron. It's like, well, we thought like he. This is a dude who speaks up for rights. He got the whole school, and when people, when black people's getting shot up, he speaks up for them as far as their freedoms and all that type of stuff. It's kind of inconsistent with what it, what he usually says. But if you took that one interview in a vacuum, it was it was fairly clear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I also think that we're being very unfair to LeBron um, because he stood up for issues that are important in the black community. Because I also feel like if he didn't stand up for those issues, there'd be say, people pointing fingers at him like, you have this voice, you have this power, you have this ability, why aren't you doing things to help your community? So I feel like there's a a, a population in this country that want to look at LeBron like, oh, well, you were quick to stand up for black people, why why can't you stand up for people who don't look like you? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, why is there, right. this, why is there a resentment for him standing up? And also, 
did Le- how many Le- issues did LeBron really stand up for? Like, because we're making it seem like like he's Jesse Jackson marching at every everything. He wore the the the, the, the I can't breathe um, shirts. He wore the hoodie uh, for um, Trayvon Martin. But let's not act like Le- there there are major world atrocities going on in the world that LeBron has never commented on. You know what I mean? And to act like that this should be something that he should cape up for is is is, is I feel like very unfair to to all the achievements that he has he has done. Uh, with that being said, it's also the same kind of trouble that Facebook gets to sometimes with Zuckerberg being the head of it and also being the person making these comments or speaking on it. You know what I mean? It like, like yeah. So you saying the the flack that Bron is getting for his comments is unfair? In my in my belief, no no. It, um, I, not that the his comments were were, were very hypocritical to what we know him to be. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. But what I'm saying is, I feel like there are people that couldn't wait to get LeBron's comments on him on this because they knew which either way he went on this, there'd be somebody that'd be upset by it. You know what I mean? They'd be a, right. a side that was pissed off by it. So it was kind of like a, a gotcha moment. And they and they were like, the, the because of his comments, they were able to go with the direction of, oh, all right, we got you. Because you were able to stand up for uh, young black men in America. Why not stand up for young Asian people in Hong Kong? You know what I mean? Why not, why not cape up for them? But I feel like that's very unfair for him because he may be uneducated on this subject in the sense of this might not have been something that he ever cared about. And right. to say that 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 that's right or wrong because he makes a lot of money in that country, that's that's your opinion, and that's you know what I mean everyone's entitled to that. That that's an argument for another day. But at the end of the day, th- I feel like there are a ton of world issues that LeBron does not care nor no no even uh, information about, and he was this was kind of flung on him. He you know what I mean he didn't go out and cape up for a, a, a Todd that he was kind of put in the middle of this as the face of the NBA. Yeah, you know it'd be dope. Like for revenge, if like the Chinese Basketball Association, you know, they send a delegation to uh to the U.S. and Yao Ming rocks a Black Lives Matter T-shirt like to the White House or some shit like that would be dope. Like <laughs> just just a piss people just off. revenge. I don't. I mean, I don't know how it will play out. Like, but just have him making a statement of some of some group that the U.S. has friction with and try to big them up. That would just be dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of, like that's the kind of shit I, I like to write fan fiction about real life stuff, and that's what what I'd like to see. And also, I think that Daryl Morey uh, is very is is because he's not a player. Uh, he's able to hide behind, you know what I mean, the, his job, so to speak. You know, because he's been very quiet since those tweets. You know, he's he's put out. Uh, I guess what you would call a explanation or apology tweets after that. But, uh, you know, he hasn't done any interviews. I haven't seen him in front of the camera. You know what I mean? So it's just like he's able to hide behind the uh, shield of his job, whereas these players, they don't have a choice. They're required to do media. You know what I mean? Like we spoke about last episode, NBA had to, like, shut stuff down. And and I feel like LeBron should have shut that down before the the, the press conference started. Should have said, I'm not, I've I've released a statement on China. I won't be answering any questions on China today. I'm not going to, it's like, you don't want to incriminate yourself. Yeah. Why the hell did he answer that? That, That's crazy. People were burning, the the, people in Hong Kong, obviously, they didn't, which felt like his comments weren't not, uh, you know, in favor of them. They were burning his jerseys out there. But I feel like if he would have, Stood stood up for them, then people, in, you know what I mean. And the rest of China would have been burning his jerseys. It's like you can't. Right. It's like so he would have his bottom line would have been affected either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it sucks because he wants to release movies out there. He wants to sell sneakers out there, which he probably sells a ton of. You know what I mean? And everyone wants to keep the money flowing in, but it's just like they also don't want to look hypocritical in this. It's like how could you fire Donald Sterling? For you know, what I mean, um, making racist comments, you're gonna fire Daryl Morey for standing up for democracy. You know what I mean? But like you said, it's, it's but it's, it's a gray area because it's the workplace. Right, right. Man, what an issue, man! From fucking with other countries, I tell you. <laughs> well, you know what though? Can we t- we could talk about some positive basketball players and and former basketball players that have actually uh, done some great things this week. You know what I mean? I don't know if you heard Keith. We call this Have You Heard? One of our favorite segments. I'll drop some headlines for Keith. He lets me know if he's heard them. Uh, Michael Jordan opens the first of two medical clinics in Charlotte. Um, Michael Jordan opened the 7 million Novant Health Michael Jordan Family Medical Clinic. 
Um, and it's, it's to provide care to underprivileged members of the community. Um, that's in that's in North Carolina. Uh, what else happened this week? Shaq was donated a house to the uh, family of a shooting, uh, the family of a, of, a, of a shooting victim. Shaq was able to donate. Uh, actually, sorry, he was paralyzed. Twelve year old Georgia boy um, named Isaiah Payton and uh, Damian Spare were both shot um, while leaving a football game in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Spare was shot in the leg and uh, was released from the hospital. He's um, Isaiah was shot in the spine and is now paralyzed from the chest down. And Shaquille O'Neal, upon hearing about the story, um, donated a house to his family, uh, which is awesome. And then um, I don't know if you heard, but Kings, Harrison Barnes and um, Eagles, Malik Jefferson uh, are going to cover the funeral for us for uh, Atiana Jefferson. Um, Atatiana. Atatiana. Sorry about that. Um which is the young lady who was shot by um, a former Fort Worth police officer, Aaron Dean, Saturday morning um, on a wellness call when a neighbor saw her her door open. She was playing video games with her uh, nephew, and she was shot um, during the, uh, the when the cop arrived. Um, but definitely, just wanted to give props to, to um, you know the NFL and and, and the, the NBA former NBA players that are just looking out in the community. You know what I mean? And um, you know, what I mean, I I don't want to say that LeBron necessarily inspired Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan, who probably been doing things in their communities for years. But you know, what I mean, he, his impact is felt, though. You know, what I mean, like with with opening the school and seeing that people are taking responsibility in their own communities. Nah, definitely. I mean, as far as athletes, athletes flexing the the muscle they have instead of like just a few exceptional ones. Being out there, you go back to the, you know, Muhammad Ali and just people throughout history doing stuff. You look at, um, what's the dude who, who like, is a player on the, I think he was with the Eagles last year. Anyway, like a lot, a bunch of football players, like, you know, took up the mantle of, of, you know, the, the black community and the causes there as far as police violence and all that type of stuff. Malcolm and Brown? Not. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, exactly. Okay, that's a he's a defensive back, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, was, that um, dude. So that yeah, he he did exactly. And what Eric Reed was calling him like a had beef with him, mm-hmm. essentially calling him a Uncle Tom or something like that. Yeah, for working with the NFL, correct? Like to right, to, uh, so, yeah, exactly. Social injustice change. Yeah, but as far as people doing like working, flexing they they money they money muscle and they corporate muscle to actually help out with causes. So like Shaq. Helping out that kid who was shot and, and um and paralyzed, some other people from the Papa John's board of directors helped out also. They threw some of their okay. their resources at it. So like shit like that, like it's cool. Yeah, cause cause yeah, cause people want to help out. You know what I mean? When they see it, when they see uh, right. powerful people doing things like that, it inspires other people to want to do it also. Exactly, and regardless of the motivation, cause right, cause you see, let's say you're an athlete or you're a rich person and you see LeBron James open up an entire school, then it, whether it's for pride or you just want to help people out or you want to build your legacy, right? Which are all, it's not necessarily like char- all charitable impulses, but mm-hmm. regardless of what your impulse was, like you're still giving the money and pushing a, a cause forward. So it's all good at the end to me. And and not for nothing, but people are quick to to criticize uh these three gentlemen that we've mentioned um with lebron Shaq, and michael jordan people, Shaq gets criticized for working with papa john's you know what i mean people because because of uh i guess with, with the guy who was their spokesperson before had made racist comments mm-hmm. um also michael jordan people bring up all the time republicans buy sneakers too you know what mm-hmm. i mean because but i mean he's a businessman he's a billionaire you know what i mean that's that was and i don't even know if he even made that comment you know what i mean the urban legend. I've never heard. I've never heard a recording of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just yeah. like it's like. Um, but people are quick to point the fingers at them. And LeBron's going through it now with this China situation. But they, they, they are. I want to be the kind of person that reports. I, I you know, and I, I point the finger at them too when I think they do something wrong. But I also want to be the type of person that reports on the great stuff they're doing. So shout out to Harrison Barnes, Michael Jordan, um, and and Shaquille O'Neal. Definitely in these situations. Um, I seen something the other day, Keith, that made me think. And I don't like to get. 
too too Kardashian on the show, but but it did involve Kim Kardashian and, and, and Kanye West. Um, it was a clip the, from the show, um, and I guess Kim was getting ready for the Met Gala, um, and Kanye didn't like her outfit, and he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm not with you being overly sexy going out." And and her response was something that made me think was, "Um, you built me up to be this sexy person, and you 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 found me, you know what I'm saying when I was." doing stuff like this and, and then you you added on to that so now that you're on this um new path and this new journey which i'm assuming is that has to do with that sunday service thing that that he does um she's like I, I, you can't just expect for me to change just because you're on this you know what i mean new path and it made me think like it, on a lesser level i guess on a more realistic level um to, to day-to-day life necessarily like if your spouse ch- switches up from what you b- began knowing them as, is it required for you to do the same thing? And you, cause you know, happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? You don't want to be on a, on a different page, but do you feel like, let's say your wife was, you know, eight, eight unhealthy before you, that's what you guys did. Um, are you required to change just because she's ready to get on a diet? Uh, the short answer is yes, but I think what you, well, the question you just posed is kind of, like it's kind of um like it sound like two choices like you know what I'm saying like it it's like in the, in the Kim Kardashian like thing you think like she's wrong for all right well now Kanye is like you should dress different you know what I'm saying and she's like well nah I'm not gonna dress different just because you're on some new you know what I'm saying you think like she's wrong and no, there's a compromise there I mean well first of all I don't watch the Kardashian show but I did hear about it um let's go back this? to the health thing you if about, huh you heard about what you heard about this situation that I'm talking about. Yeah, I heard about okay. it. Yeah, but I don't watch the show. I like to just put that shit out there. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't watch that shit. Nah, um, let's go back to your, your health analogy. Like, if your your wife, if your wife says, well, you know, I got to get healthy because whether it's weight loss or I had a heart attack or some shit like that, like, yes, you're going to have, like, if that becomes her, life, her lifestyle, you can't not adopt a little bit of that lifestyle because y'all gotta eat together at some point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta do stuff together. So you gotta be... Now, it's not to say that... Let's say we always been eating you know, Sunday dinners with the greens and the hog malls and the, the pork and the this and the that <laughs> and going all out. And then she says, you know what? I'm quitting meat. You don't gotta quit meat. But you might have to give up some of that mac and cheese every, you know, every weekend, like something like that. Like something's got to give. So if Kanye's on this path, something's got to give because at the end of the day, y'all married. When he's out and you're not around, he's representing you, especially that they're famous too. And when she's out with, and he's not around, she's representing him. Now he may give us some leeway when she he's not around, but especially when they're together, y'all are an extension of each other. So if he says that, yo, I don't like the way you dress, not to say that now she's going to start wearing turtlenecks and, you know what I'm saying? She's not going to start wearing yeah. turtlenecks and long and long Puritan skirts, but something's got to give. Because, because that's how your spouse feels. Right. You got to compromise. Something's got to give. Like you can't, if he says, yo, I don't like the way you dress, you can't say, well, I'm going to dress exactly the way I've been dressing. Yeah, because then it feels like you're can't doing you it just, to be spiteful. You can't work that way. Unless unless it's something that completely throws your life off. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody says, oh, well, you, I'm, we let's say we got married. I was a vegetarian or some shit like that. She'd be like, nigga, you better start eating meat now. I can't do that. You asked me <laughs> to change my whole lifestyle up. Like some shit that actually, that whole near and dead to me. But- Dressing assy and not want to get a little classy. That can't be like that can't be the hill you die on. So if she says, "Well, I'll still I'll still wear form fitting stuff," but I don't know, like I'll make sure I add this or take away that, like that kind of thing. You got it has to be some kind of compromise. Yeah, yeah, because because I, I listen to like um you know a lot of a lot of uh, personal development podcasts and sometimes you know they'll take questions from their listeners and and you'll hear stuff like that like people will be like well my spouse i'm on this new wave now we're trying to get my money up or i'm trying to get the bag or i'm trying to um 
get into a new field. Maybe I want to like start my own business, right? But my husband's not on board, or my wife doesn't seem to support me the way that I want. You know what I mean? So you hear that a lot. So um, is that along the same lines? You know what I mean? Like let's say your wife decides she wants to take a real estate course, but you know you like to spend your weekends or your free time playing basketball, or, or do you got to get on the same wave on that on that level? You know what I mean? Or like if she wants to take a real estate course, and let's say we got kids, and yeah. Like, so so now time, yeah. Now time spent with you and the family, she'd be spending working on stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Or or you know what I'm saying? So is it a wave where you would get on the same wave with her? Like, all right, well let's get on it together, so we can help each other. We can learn it together, and let's do let's both do the business. Cause, cause, because like because like we gotta we gotta make create the, the the point is that we gotta create the wave together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if she has an idea. Then I gotta meet her in the middle somewhere. I mean, it's not gonna be perfectly in the middle. I might end up, I might end up um, adjusting my life more than she has to adjust hers. But you gotta at least take a step, at least one step towards each other. One person may end up taking more steps, but that's all right. That's just life. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I, I don't know if I had this conversation with you or, or another friend of mine, but I feel like like if your wife wanted to start a business, you you gotta be extra careful not to come off as. Um, against it you know what i mean or negative right because then it's like oh well, well now you don't support my idea right you know what i'm saying so like uh um, but on the other hand if if let's say your wife want to start a business and you're more prudent when it comes to stuff like that because inherent in business is risk and you just don't like them the the, the the idea of taking y'all money and putting it out into a risky market she has to meet you in the middle with something now not to say that See, now, here goes the compromise thing. That doesn't mean that you got to throw away your business idea, but that means that maybe you got to, it could be look like something like you got to work harder to present that business idea in such a way that it makes your your more prudent partner feel more comfortable. See what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bit of compromise. All right, get it together, Yeah, that's kid. definitely a compromise because you may not feel like putting together a, a PowerPoint or an Excel sheet so to to make the case to your husband or your your wife, but you don't feel like it, but you might have to because you have a dream of being a business person. But on the other hand, your partner has a dream of having their money nice and safe and pensions and savings exactly, accounts yeah. and shit like that. And it's not even even about if you. It's kind of you got to treat it like a job. Like if you you want this person's money, obviously, or you would have done it without them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you want something of what they or or their effort. You know what I mean? You want them to be a part of it. So if you want something from them, you got to be able to put that Excel sheet together, or that PowerPoint together. Yeah, but with a job, you could leave jobs. I mean, you could leave <laughs> leave um marriages too, but the intention ain't there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. when you get married, you don't say like I'm a you know till we get tired of each other. Like <laughs> it's in sickness and in health and all this other shit. It ain't like, oh, you, well, until I could tolerate you, then uh, that's when we're going to be together. I do. <laughs> so the intention is to be together forever. And, um, you know, you just hope is that you don't just go ahead and leave. You have to meet each other, in the, each other in the middle. And imagine being together with somebody for 50 years. You know how many personalities y'all going to go through? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Changes. Like, this and, year, yeah, I'm in law growth. school. I've been a lawyer for three years. You know what I feel like doing? I want to be a florist. Your florist for 10 mm-hmm. years. Like, shit like that. Like, stuff is like that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially the younger you meet each other. Like you said, you'll go through more life changes and phases. Yeah. Um, But moving on, man, before we wrap things up, have you have you been keeping up with this recent Matt Lauer news? Um, he, he's, he's been the subject of a new book, right, by, by Ronan Farrow. Um, mm-hmm. him, and, him and many other people um, yeah. that, that's been uh, caught up in the Me Too Worldwind, so to speak, <laughs> but um, basically, a coworker of his is saying that she she was raped by him. Um, was it more than one occasion? It was at least one. At least one. Because yeah. I, I know they 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 ended up they had a consensual relationship, but apparently there was at least one incident where she said that he raped her. Okay, and um, yeah, where that I've known that's been causing a lot of gray area for people. Like, like, how are you gonna, you know? And, and not to say it's far fetched that people could be in a consensual relationship and and for there to be a rape, that's you know, what I mean, a hundred percent possible. But I think there's a lot of people just confused at the fact that after she said that the rape happened, she also went on to car- to have a consensual relationship with him. Um, mm-hmm. And I, which, like I said, um, 
there's some people that, that makes a gray area, you know what I mean? Or some people that makes her story a little unbelievable, if you'd call, you know, call it that. But um, mm-hmm. no, I brought this up because I was going to ask, have you heard this new headline that's coming out in that book by written by Ronan Farrow? Um, Ronan states that Harvey Weinstein tried to blackmail NBC and tried to use information he knew about Matt Lauer um, as leverage for that blackmail, basically so that they could not, they would, they would drop the story on him, stop reporting the story on him. He'd be like, he was going to go to... Wait, so Nat- Harvey Weinstein knew about Matt Lauer before everybody? That's what you're saying? Yeah, that's what that's what Ronan Farrow was claiming in his book because he had ties with um uh one of the, the, the big wigs over at the National Enquirer. I forget the name right now. But um mm-hmm. basically he already had they they already had a, a ton of information about about Matt Lauer. They were trying to get the um the girl that eventually got Matt Lauer fired, they were trying to get like um information on her. Just to to get her, her to like have an interview with them to get statements and stuff like that, just so they could be able to use that against um, NBC. Hmm. Harvey knew what was you know what I'm Harvey was using his power. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know, and I don't it think the Matt Lauer, I don't think the Matt Lauer shit was that secret. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's right. why like a lot of his coworkers when they be reporting on him, they look like they be feeling so like bad because they be like, damn, he was preying on women here and. People knew, but we was we was turning the uh, the other the other the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think Matt Lauer is gonna bounce back on television? Um, I don't. Maybe maybe in a couple of years when people if if this, you know, what I'm saying like if this stuff doesn't come to ruin people, but I, I, I his story is pretty bad. <laughs> his story yeah, is it's, it's a rough one. Yeah. They have a news guy named Mark Halperin. That uh, I think his joint was, uh, man, I think it was un like unwelcome sexual advances at, you know, like maybe interns or like coworkers or something like that. And, you know, a few people came out and reported him and he actually started showing up on television. I mean, not as not as hard hitting as he was before, but like, you know, a little something here. Maybe they just bring him on for 20, 15 minutes to analyze one story. But of course, he has to go through the question like, hey. What up with all that sexual harassment, though? Because that's kind of like how... Because you can't have them on and not address it. You know what I'm saying? Like, people yeah. will be like, oh, well, you know, you had that pig on and blah, blah, blah. So they, they do that. And then they be like, all right, so now what do you think about the debates? Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen Colbert, but, Stephen Colbert had uh, someone on the other night and did that. I forgot who he had on. But he started off with... um with that with with the controversy that they were going through and like what have we learned from our from from this whole situation that you went through you know what I mean like that was yeah the I mean question. I I know what you're talking about but I can't remember who it is because there's so many people yeah. that to do that to even um Neil deGrasse Tyson the the physics dude the the space guy oh yeah that's uh, who I think it was that's, that's what I oh think that's it was. who okay that's there was because it's him there's Al Franken the former senator he was on yeah. Conan O'Brien. And then Conan's, you know, what up with the sexual harassment, though? He had to get through that. And then <laughs> next. And it's to a point now where it's like they ask the question just to get through it. Because, like, well, what up with the sexual harassment, though? Well, it was a terrible point in my life. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry for blah, blah. And they, they go through that rehearsed thing. And then he's like, yeah. Well, so what do you think about this? Some, some funny shit. Uh, like it's it's weird. Oh, I, I I heard that you you're an amazing synchronized swimmer. Tell us about that. <laughs> somebody somebody could get in trouble with the Me Too shit, and they're gonna ask them like, "What up with the sexual harassment though?" And then they be like, "I right, uh, what up with the blackface though?" <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's gonna, like, it's gonna be a double double, yo. <laughs> like, damn, yeah, can we get through this happen. interview? Shit, damn, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be somebody bad enough. Oh, what up with the sexual harassment though? Okay, the good answer. And the blackface. Oh, well, that was a terrible point in my life. Well, okay. All right. And then some next shit. Fucking, but no, nah, no. Nah, but Bad Lauer, like I said, I, it, it'll be rough. But the homeboy that you just brought up, um, unwanted sexual advances, that kind of just sounds like you don't have G. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, not that, not to belittle anyone being sexually harassed. I'm not trying to do that. But that kind of seems like a little more forgivable than touching on chicks or trapping, right. <laughs> locking chicks in your office and being coercing them to have sex with you or they're going to not get ahead in their job. You know what I mean? That just seems yeah, like, man. yo, my man keeps messing with me in the in the break area and I'm not going to go out with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that I mean, I, and you know what? The, the the rough thing about Matt Lauer's joint is that the air, his area is very much not gray. I guess for the most part, it's not gray. I guess it's a question of 
you know, like for instance, so in court, when it comes to like rape or sexual harassment and stuff like that, defense lawyers often try to get at the character of the woman. Oh, well, they had a, a consensual relationship. Not that this matters in like life life, but in court life, like that's the stuff they bring up. And a lot of times for them, that's a winning strategy. Yeah. So for Matt Lauer, I mean, damn, like the things he did, it was tough, man. They, they talk about he has a button in his room and all that stuff. I mean, I would love to see the proof. Button to lock, if, to lock the door from his desk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I, let me say this. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'll tell you what, the evidence is damn sure damning. Yeah. Like to the point where it doesn't even matter what and how those encounters ended up. Just the mere, the, when you line the facts up without putting them into context, it's terrible. And I don't see how he gets a job after that. Look, look at uh, Brian Williams. That dude was the, like he was supposed to be the new Edward R. Murrow. Then the dude lied about taking taking fire and on some foreign assignment he had. Nigga said, all right, we'll let you come back, bro, but you can't come on TV before 11 p.m. <laughs> nah, that's, that's, yeah, no, nah, they're not. Marv Albert, you think Marv Albert was going to come back on TV? Right, right. they I, said, I yo, nah, bro, you got to do Indiana Pacers games. <laughs> My man bounced back. He like, fuck it, hey. What, what could, but that's the thing. That's the thing about this me too stuff i mean not the not rape you know what i mean there's short of that but i guess if you if you keep it at the sexual harassment stuff and, and not the coercive women to have sex with you to get a promotion but like the, the unwanted sexual events and stuff you could kind of like we all i guess have some part of our life that we're not proud of and put in the public light so when someone gets in trouble for some sexual you kind of also does like i said be less not not rape not stuff like that but something like oh damn you couldn't just control your hormones at work bro you know what i mean like you're you're a married man you know what i mean but like you kind of have like a sympathy for them also because you'd be like damn i would hate to be embarrassed or something like that you know what i mean i would hate to be put out there for that where i think that some of the lesser stuff you're able to forgive like but like some of the bill cosby stuff you know what i mean you're like i ain't forgiving that like this nigga was sick you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) i think you know we, we had that problem of you mentioned rape people just the term me too became like a proxy for all these different kinds of, of, I guess, sexual misconduct, if you want to, to, to name it that. Yeah. And, but didn't bother to classify it to say that, all right, well, this is Bill Cosby. This is Aziz Ansari. They're not the same thing, but people had a tendency to group them the same. And I'm glad that we're, I mean, we're not there yet, but we're learning how to handle that kind of thing because the truth is, is that, Groping, bad. Drugging women, bad. They are not the same thing. Or um, sending unwanted sexual text messages. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, both bad, but not the same thing. And they should be punished in their own ways. And I think we're starting to get to touch on that. Like when you see Aziz Ansari come back out. Or like I said, that dude Mark Halpern or... or um. What's his what's his name? Um, Al Franken starting to they get you know Al Franken got his own radio show. Like we're starting to learn how to deal with this stuff, or even people apologizing for saying Al Franken should be fired. People who said yo this guy should be fired came out and said you know what I really shouldn't have took that position mm-hmm. in public. So I think we're starting to get a handle on how to parse these things out. Yeah, yeah, and then and and the news media the way that it's reported. Is unfortunately that they would report Harvey Weinstein um, right after an Aziz Ansari story. You know what I mean? Yeah. They bunch them together, so you're kind of you kind of are conditioned to think that they're the same thing. But hopefully, we could grow with the, grow from that and know the difference. But um, right, it's another another episode in the books, brother. 73, Definitely. 73, man. Keith, where can they find you on social media, bro? Me and my underscore thirty five Instagram. Check me on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, check me um, and Keith, um, the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at uh, Perfect Talk Radio. You can check out my radio show on the Mixcloud app at Mixcloud.com. It's called The Night Shift. Follow DJ Plicka Playboy on there. Go keep things moving. Also, check out our website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. It's your home for the Perfect Talk podcast and The Night Shift, every episode available right there all in one place. But you uh, can feel free to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. 
shit, uh, SoundCloud, Podcoin, and make sure you leave a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Check it out, man. It's Perfect Talk. Like I said, check out the website. We up out of here, bro. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace.